Hi guys, it's your host Corbin Marler. Thank you guys for logging on and listening. I really appreciate the support. And today we are on number 118 of our Behind the Logo series. This one coming at you with significance of the swoosh. Now, from the sound of it, you probably could understand that swoosh. By swoosh, I meant Nike and the creator of Nike, Phil Knight. Now, this is a really interesting topic to me and hopefully to you listeners because Nike has had a huge impact on the world. And ultimately, the overarching question that we are going to be attempting to answer is how did Phil Knight and Nike impact the world? To answer this question, I had to do some intense research on the topic and The place where I found all my information was from an extremely good book called Shoe Dog, and it was written by Phil Knight himself. And this book documents his entire process from beginning to end of the creation of Nike, and so all the information that I get will be from this amazing book. And to really understand and know the significance that Nike has had on our world today, we must first fully understand the past and the upbringing of Nike and of Phil Knight himself, and we must first know how it all became to be. So some quick background on Phil Knight. When Phil Knight was a kid, he was super shy, and he got cut from his baseball team, which at the time was extremely important to him, like all kids feel, and so he was super devastated. He moped around the house um, for a couple of weeks until his mom finally sat him down and said, son, you should try something else. You should try for the running team. And so he did. He tried it and he discovered that he loved running and that he was actually very good at it. And skip a few years ahead, he went and ran for a super famous coach named Bill Bowerman at the University of Oregon. Unfortunately, he wasn't one of the best of his runners at Oregon State, but he still was extremely good at running compared to most people. In the home, Phil Knight had two loving parents named William and Loda Knight. And his dad was a very respected man in the work field and he was very respected by all his co-workers and because of this respectability it kind of drove Phil Knight to seek after something other than respect and it kind of made him more carefree and he wanted to explore the world and find bigger and better things than just respect. And while Phil Knight was at the University of Oregon he did a college report on something that he was very interested in which was importing cheap Japan shoes into America, cheap running shoes, and then selling them at a higher price. Um, And he believed that the quality in Japan was very good and that people around the world would love to run in these shoes, but the market was just untapped. And after, even after doing this report, the idea seemed to latch onto him and it wouldn't let go. Nobody else really seemed to see the potential or care much about what he was saying, but he somehow knew in himself that it had a lot of merit and that if he wanted to, he could achieve this. And this goal went very well with another dream that he had, which was to travel the world and see more than just his small hometown. And in today's day, it's not really that weird to want to travel the world because many people do it. But back in his day, hardly anyone had even been on an airplane yet. And so to him and to his parents that he asked, it was a huge deal. And another big stepping stone was he had to get a loan from his dad for $1,000. And he asked his dad when he was most comfortable sitting in his reclining chair um, if he could get this loan. And his dad finally approved. And Phil Knight was extremely excited and wanted to bring a friend along. So he asked his friend 
and his friend was approved as well, and they started their journey. At this point during Phil Knight's life, it is 1962, and he knew that eventually on his trip, he would probably want to meet with the shoe distributors in Japan, so he packed his best Brooks Brothers suit, and then him and his friend hopped on a plane, and their first stop was in Hawaii. And so after they landed, their first stop was the beach, and they dropped their bags and ran to the beach, um, and at this part of the book, um, they drop one of my favorite quotes ever. And Phil Knight says to his friend, let's stay here. And they were supposed to only stay for a little bit. Um, but he says, let's stay here for a while. Um, and his friend said, what happened to the plan? And then Knight responds with plans change. Now, the reason why I like this quote so much is just because it shows that we sometimes need to make sure we're not so plan orientated and that it's sometimes good to be spontaneous and Phil Knight knew this and so him and his friend they did end up staying they stayed in Hawaii for quite a long time actually about a month and during this time his friend found a girlfriend and so he didn't want to leave so Phil Knight said goodbye and then his next stop was Japan in Japan he sets up a meeting with Onitsuka a huge company that created shoes at a really cheap price and so he got a meeting with them and he pitched his idea and it was kind of funny because they liked his idea and they said, what's your company's name? And he obviously didn't have any company name yet. And so the first thing he came with, up with was Blue Ribbon Sports. And what most people don't know is that Nike's original name was Blue Ribbon Sports from the ribbon that you get when you get first place. And that's where its uh, source of inspiration came from. And so he went with that and they liked his deal. So they sent him some samples back at home. Um, and they adjourned the meeting. After signing the check to receive his samples, he decided to continue on his journey, and he went to several countries. He, um, he went to Japan, obviously, and visited Mount Fuji, and then he went to Hong Kong, and Vietnam, and the Philippines, India, Kenya, Egypt, Turkey, Germany, France, England, and a ton of other countries. Um, one of the huge ones that he visited was Greece, with the temples um, by the Greeks, and he really... Um, felt and captured by these huge monuments um, and especially by some of the statues with some of the gods like Athena. But as all good things do, the trip had to come to an end. So after about a year of traveling, he decided to return home to his family. And when he got there, he found some samples to um, from Onitsuka and he tried them on and he absolutely loved them. And so he immediately sent a pair to his former track coach, Bill Bowerman, who um, always loved looking at shoes and figuring out how they worked. And so he sent some to his former coach, and his former coach also loved them. And when they went to lunch to discuss these shoes, Bill Bowerman said, how would you like um, letting me in on part of the company? And Phil Knight was stunned. Um, he didn't know that Bill Bowerman would want a part in this company that he hadn't even really started. But Bill Maurerman did, and so they cut the stakes 51-49 with Phil Knight owning the majority. And so long story short, Nike essentially, they made it. I mean, you can't really get much more successful than um, the amount of success that Nike achieved. And so after a ton of ups and downs and many times where they thought they would have to sell their company, um, they eventually pulled through. And now you're probably wearing some Nike shoes today, and this is because of the perseverance that Phil Knight had and the amount of positive attitude that he showed when dealing with his company. 
I'm signing out there, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Significance of the Swoosh. And if you want to go more into detail on Nike and Phil Knight's background, you can contact me or read the amazing novel itself, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. If you want to come back and listen to the next episode of Significance of the Swoosh, in episode two we'll be talking about Phil Knight's direct impact on the shoe world and the shoe evolution that was caused because of him. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.